Welcome back to another edition of No Work Today. That's K-N-O-W Work Today on Twitter. I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. We got Sal. We got Hank. We got the whole crew. And today we have a segment that is dedicated to um, Hank's cousin, my best friend, Art. And it was from his late father, God rest his soul, Big Artie, uh, would repeatedly tell us over and over again that Dante Culpepper should stop being a quarterback and become Ooh. a defensive end. And that led Hank to, he wants to start a new segment here called If I Were Coach. And I know this isn't being filmed, but if, if you guys could just see, we all have our headsets on. We all got our clipboards. We're sitting here. I, I even have a sweater vest. I'm pulling the Jim trestle. Where's your microphone? Are you talking to the to I'm the talking booth? into the headset. Are you, ta- are you talking to the booth? I'm talking in my headset. I'm okay. barking orders. All right. So essentially this is, if you could change one thing, uh, maybe it's a team running a different scheme. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a player changing positions. If you were coach, if you were the coach of any team, what would you switch up? And Hank, since it's your segment, we'll start with you, pal. What do you got? Well, I'm going to keep it local here, and this is a no-brainer to me. First and foremost, I've said this before, nothing tickles my fancy more than an RB wearing a number in the 80s. 80s, a la my boy Ty Montgomery, who just totes halfback dives wearing 88. Unfortunately, hurt his ribs. He was on my fantasy team, crushed my soul. He will be back. Um, Next year. If I was Jack of the River, Jose Del Rio. Black Jack Rio? Yes, sir. I would consider moving... Amari exchanged Cooper from wide receiver right into that backfield. Because as we know, he's, he's had some uh, troubles with drops. But when he does get the ball in space, the guy's electric. So if I, was, if I was the coach, I'd say, hey, let's get you back here. A couple of zone reads. Maybe throw you a couple of swing routes that are easier to catch. See if we can't get him going and uh, build his confidence that way. That's not bad. That's not bad. I could see him being a good wide. But he, I could see him being a good running back. Here's the problem. They already have a couple of change of pace running backs with Washington and Richard. So I don't think it's a need for them, but I'm with you. He does have problems with drops, but I would keep him a wide receiver if I'm the Raiders. I, I, I like the move. I just don't like it for the Raiders. A different team that needed a running back and had depth at wide receiver, maybe. But I, I think he, he looks like a he looks like a running back too. Okay. I mean, I could I could just envision him easily 89, just Halfback pitch left, and the guy's just grinding out eight yards in a cloud of dust. Bowling ball of hate on you. Say hello, you got something? I mean, if you're keeping it local on the Raiders, why don't you just throw Seabass out there at free safety? He's angry <laughs> enough to hit somebody, and their defense is so bad it couldn't get any worse. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good point, but he's so fat. Yeah, I, maybe Seabass in his prime when he was younger. so bad. Imagine him being responsible for covering the long man. Seabass would look like what we were watching in that Wisconsin-Ohio State game <laughs> oh, where they had guy. they had a safety for, Washington, for Wisconsin who was chasing somebody, and we thought it was a punt return, and it was a punter chasing the guy, and it turned out the guy was a safety, and it was just a, a corn-fed guy <laughs> from Wisconsin who was trying yeah. his hardest, but he was so slow for a defensive back. As you guys know, I'm frequently on my phone playing dominoes while we watch these games, and I looked up, and you could not have told me it was not a punt return with that being the punter chasing the guy, and you guys said, no, sir, that was a bomb, and that was the safety trying to that, catch that, that guy. That guy probably ran a, a 4 nine forty at his at his pro day. Guy looked like he had had like a huge dish of pasta before the game or something. He just was not ready to go. That's I could I could see Seabass. Maybe not free safety. Maybe that's a stretch. But imagine imagine Seabass digging in his heels at nose tackle. He's got refusing be- to let anyone into that a gap. Just stern. Yeah, I like that better. Eastern Europe have to move a lot. 
Oh, yeah. By the way, he's got to be the only punter in NFL history that's gotten popped for doing E outside of a club, right? Uh, he's had a checkered pass, to say the very, very least. I would go J.J. Watt at tight end. Hey, hey, hey. Kicker, not a punter. Don't don't be giving away a... <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Shane Blackler would sorry. get really hurt if he took his job. Mar- Marquette Luther King out there. He's so fat that uh, I just thought punter, but yes, I meant kicker. Uh, he got popped for E. I would go J.J. Watt as tight end. I think I think he's caught a couple of touchdowns in his career. He has. There was that one year where they chucked it to him like five times or something. I feel like he's got Gronk written all over him. He does. I mean, I, I don't know if you did this intentionally or not, Bill, but J.J. Watt in his college career, I want to say at Western Michigan or Central Michigan, before he transferred to Wisconsin to pay his own way as a D-end, he was actually a tight end. So he has some history there. All right, that's about all I got, pal. You got anything else on this If I Was Coach segment? I mean, this will about wrap this this segment of it up, but I will tell you this, I'll have more in the future. And <laughs> Oh, hold, hold the phone, man. I didn't even get a shot. Oh, I thought no, you were Seabass. No, I thought it was Seabass. Oh, what else that, you got? that was just because we were staying local, but when we were discussing that this earlier. That was your appetizer? Now yeah. you got the entree? My actual pick, I don't know if you'll like this one or not, but my actual pick was Aaron Donald at fullback. And Ooh. I... We, we, we have our joke conversation sometimes about what guy would we like if we had only one guy to play every position. Aaron Donald would struggle at some of the skill positions, but I think he could play every position on the O-line and D-line. The reason I like him for fullback, he's a little bit undersized, right? It's, he's, not, he's not your big hulking guy. He does it more on agility and leverage. And also, he's super low to the ground. I'd love to see that guy steaming through the hole to level some linebacker as the lead blocker for my running back. Also, Cam Newton could play something else, right? Cam Newton is a is a candidate for the if your team had to be made up of one player playing every position, you would likely go Cam Newton. Although Carson Wentz is jumping up the board. Why do you? I don't I, see I him such ima- a huge oh, guy. I what are his? What are his? Carson what's Wentz, his height and weight. He's huge. You keep saying that. He doesn't look huge on the football field. No, no, no. Wentz he does is, not look like some big guy. He doesn't Wentz, look like Dante, Dante Culpepper or Cam Newton he's or, a, he's about or as, Ben Roethlisberger. He looks, I mean, not tiny, but he does not look like some guy that I would call huge. I think huge is a stretch. No, no, he's big, and he, he is high on the on the list. Of, I mean, imagine Wentz at DN. That guy would be getting up the field, getting some sacks. He's 6'5", 240. He is a big guy, but I, I don't like him for the fact that he might be too tall. There's a lot of area to hit on that. I like a guy who's filled out a little bit more. He, he does have some good footwork and elusiveness, but I feel like at a position where he's on the line, he'd take too many hits. I'd also, take an all-Russell Wilson team, bulk, bulk him up for the D-line positions, and every other spot you're locked in. Russell Wilson would be great returning punts. The guy's as elusive as it gets. Imagine him chucking deep balls to himself. Also, if I was coach on every single team, I would have Colin Kaepernick in the very least as my backup. There you go. So uh, is that it for if I was coach? Yeah. All right. Brought to you by the Lumber Baron, thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code NOWORKTODAY for 10% off your next decking or fencing project. We'll come back at you with... I guess fantasy talk, Hank. This is like an all Hank end of the week here. We have you're a, welcome, coach. You guys and are welcome. And then we have some random fantasy segment of which I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to contribute much. Are, are we only doing pick another position for if I was coach, or is it open season? Open here? season. Oh, it's we can open season. It? We can we can talk scheme changes. Oh, this I guy mean, said it's fantasy football playoffs. Everyone we know is locked in, but and we nobody cares we about anything discuss other than it. their team. 
No, it's called it's a billion dollar goddamn industry. If everybody had the same team listening, I would agree that we should do a Everybody has on. the same players. They They're, don't. The, uh, f- football's the easiest one to me to do if I was coach because there's so much kind of group think and conventional wisdom that goes on. How many times, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong if you guys disagree, but how many times are we standing there watching a game and screaming at the TV, go for it, asking a guy to play more aggressive? These guys play the most conservative game in the book punting on fourth and one repeatedly if i were coach way more times i'm going for it and i'm kicking onside kicks yeah we were discussing that the other day that's a big human psychology factor where nobody wants to be fired and nobody wants to personally be accountable for the l even when they know that it's a positive ev and for the non-gamblers that's expected value even when they know it's a positive EV move to go for it on fourth and two at your own 42 in a three-point game, these guys are too scared to get up at the press conference post-game and, uh, and own it. And they're afraid that a couple of bad ones of those where the fans stick the L on them, they're going to lose their job. But these guys consistently go against what the math tells you to do. That's a no-brainer. If I were a coach... Fourth and two, we're going for it all goddamn day. What I can't stand is when it's third and short or fourth and short and they're in shotgun with no running backs. I don't care if you're not going to run the ball. Don't tell the defense that you're not running the ball. Nothing chaps my hide more or chaps my ass, as you want me to say, than when I see a guy, a coach, call a play with no running back in the backfield. Again, if you're going to pass the ball, that's fine. Don't tell the defense that you're passing the ball. Bill jumped the gun on another one of my favorite ones, but I appreciate his his comments there. Absolutely, when you have the ball at the goal line, I can't tell you how many times my head's going to explode to see a guy shotgun four wide. And I'll take it a step further. I, good, Great point that you at least want some deception if you're going to throw it. I'll take it a step further. Please run the ball up the middle every time. If you cannot get one yard, you do not deserve to win the game. Up, just run the ball. Everything that you do with the shotgun, taking a deep drop to hand it off, you have chances of losing yardage. You throw it. You can throw a pick. You can have a sack and lose yardage. We see teams like the Patriots with Brady and even the Eagles with Wentz are something like 10 for 10 or 11 for 11 consistently on sneaking it up the middle fourth and one. It's so hard for the defense to have a perfect wall there. Just push up the middle. You'll get a crack. And if you don't get it, try it again. How many times they get stuffed on first and one and then uh, at the goal line and then they're out there doing bootlegs or some other nonsense? If you can't get a yard running the ball, you don't deserve to win. Honorable mention. Uh, Sanu set of downs as quarterback since he threw a touchdown last week and he used to be a quarterback. Love it. Great pull, Bill. At No Work Today on Twitter, K-N-O-W, Work Today. Again, Go. Uh, we are brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code at No Work Today uh, for 10% off your next order. We'll come back got at it, you. Got another one. Got okay. another one. Right. Sorry. Hey. How many times am I going to sign off before hey. Sal jumps in with a new got another one? I mean, the, the, the if I were coach, is tickling my fancy. Okay. Here's another one. If you're a coach in the NFL, your timeouts – are for strategy purposes of stopping the clock. That is what they're for. Do not use a timeout that's not to stop the clock. You need those late in the game when you're on defense and you have to force a punt and the other team's trying to run the clock out. I can't tell you how many times I see a guy, oh, it's third down, I don't know what play to call. Let's call a timeout so I can think about it. It's too valuable. You need to use that. And the other thing is, when you're, when you're in those situations and you want to pick the perfect play, it's helping the defense just as much as it's helping you and the offense to call a timeout. So there, there's a negligible advantage. When you're calling timeout to pick the perfect play, you're giving the other guys time to substitute, to pick the perfect defense, to counteract you. It's just like in basketball where we see 
the best offense is oftentimes in transition. You push the ball against a defense that's not set, and you can attack versus slowing it up and letting the defense get set. When you call a timeout to think about the best play, the defense is thinking about the best way to stop you. You need to keep all those timeouts for strategy purposes. All right. We done now? <laughs> oh, I could go on, but you want to get out of here, so go ahead. I mean, we got to save some. I mean, Hank wants to do this in the future, so you can't blow your whole load. Right oh no, now. no, this is this is an infinite well, Bill. Right. You're, you're, we could do the whole podcast on this. The yeah. pa the podcast That'd could be, be called podcast. If I Were Cut. Imagine, imagine the artwork on that. All of us in for headsets Sal, and Sal, and sweater vests. For Sal, for Hank, I'm Bill. Until next time, holla. <laughs>